Amen. Thank you, Preston. Normal isn't working. What the world tells us is normal doesn't work. What we see on the news every day, the values that are normal today, they aren't working. Over the next several weeks, we are going to be examining the the normal tendencies that we have as humanity, as humans, uh, especially when it comes to control of our money and the stewardship of our life. And we will see that normal isn't working. So what does the normal American look like? Well, let's take a look at some of our stats. The average American gross household income is around $71,000 and change. Not bad. Pretty good. But the average American household with debt owes about $132,000 and change with debt. And the average American gave about $5,500 to charity in 2015. But there's a caveat there because they're only studying those who itemize deductions, which is only about 30% of the population. And so that's only of those who have itemized. They've given about 5500 Now, the, the average taxpayer who makes between fifty dollars and $100,000 of income gave, claimed a charitable deduction of about 3000 is all. For the only 18% of Americans actively contribute to an IRA. That's pretty nerve-wracking, especially when you consider that the average American Social Security retirement benefit is 1300 a month and is only supposed to help with about 40% of a worker's estimated pre-retirement income when so many are expecting to live on that totally. Normal isn't working. But in spite of these numbers, in spite of our normal tendencies that obviously don't work well for us, we still want to be in charge. We like to be in charge. All of us do. I remember once I was working with a a pastor who had a lot of consumer debt. In fact, he had about 20 or 30 creditors. And, And he had this great plan that he had come up with to pay off his debt, to get out of debt. And I could tell pretty quickly that his plan wasn't working well. In fact, it was a terrible plan. But he was going through this plan with me about what he had been doing. And yet he hadn't made any progress at all. In fact, his debt was getting worse. And that's when I suggested another plan. Uh, a plan that has actually worked with a lot of people, if you follow it. And he fought me tooth and nail on it. He didn't like the plan. And, and he wouldn't do my plan. And a big part of the reason was he wasn't in charge of it. It wasn't his idea. He wanted to do it his way. Even though his way wasn't working. He thought his way was best, even though the evidence said it ain't working. Normal isn't working. And our normal tendency is to be in charge. But as followers of Jesus, we need to understand this. We're not in charge, are we? We have to give up control. But oh, how we like to be in control. We like to be in charge. And I am just as guilty as probably most of you. My staff will say I'm a recovering control freak. And uh, some days I'm better than others. 
But we want to be in charge because that's our normal tendency. But there's also a reason we like to be in charge. And it's because we have a false sense of ownership. We, we think it's my money. It's my life. It's my decisions. It's my family. It's my job. It's my car. It's my kids. It's my future. But Jesus has a different way. A way that is very much not normal. As followers of Jesus, we need to understand that to follow Jesus, we aren't in charge. We have to give up control. So the question we must answer is, which way are we going to follow? Are we going to follow God's plan or our plan? The question really is, who's going to wear the crown? Am I going to wear the crown? Or is Jesus going to wear the crown? There you go. Right there, out of the mouths of babes. Who's going to wear the crown? Now, most of us, we're good Christians. And internally, we're probably saying, well, of course we're going to follow God's ways. Of course we are. But I submit to you that most Christians only give lip service to following the way of God. Because in God's kingdom, we don't wear this. It's not about us. I want us to look again at what Jesus said about this in Mark chapter 6. We're going to go back to verse, I mean Mark chapter 8, verse 34. It starts out, he says this, he called the crowd with his disciples. Now, let's stop there for just a second. Jesus had been talking to his disciples, the twelve. And anytime you know, scholars are trying to debate, you know, is he talking to just the disciples, just the twelve, or is he talking to... Everyone, all of us, well, Mark makes it a point right here because he had been talking to just the disciples. And now it says he called the crowd. He called us in. He said, now, let me talk to all of you. And he said this. If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up their crown and follow me. Right? Isn't that what he said? Take up your crown, follow me. No, that. Not crown, it was cross, right? Different word. We must deny ourselves. That means, I hate to say it, we're no longer the center of the universe. That's what that means. Our needs are no longer top priority because we're not king. In a kingdom with a king, whose needs are top priority? The king, right? Our wishes are no longer top priority. Our wants are no longer top priority. We're no longer in charge. And then Jesus goes on. He says, for those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. For what will it profit them to gain the whole world and forfeit their life? We get caught up in being in charge, of being in control. We, we get caught up with the values of this world and become blinded to the priceless gift that Jesus offers us. Eternal life. Eternal life that begins now on this earth. Eternal life that has purpose and passion and, and true fulfillment. But to receive it, we have to do this. We have to let go of being in charge. 
And the warning is there. If you chase this world and its values, you will lose your life. God's judgment will not be pretty. I mean, it was right there. It's right there. And remember, Jesus is telling us, too, that following him is not a cakewalk. It was never going to be easy. You might suffer. You might be humiliated. And this is where I would like to kind of put Jesus back in his box. This is where I'd like to go back to the baby Jesus in the manger and just hang out with that Jesus, right? Because this other Jesus has real demands on our life. This Jesus has real demands on our purpose. This Jesus has real demands on our money. This Jesus has real demands on how we treat others. This Jesus has real demands about being in control. In fact, just a chapter earlier in Mark, Jesus quoted Isaiah where he says, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. He's upset because the people are more concerned about following their human traditions, their culture, than they are about following the commands of God and his kingdom. Normal says, I am in charge. But Jesus isn't normal, and his demands are not normal. I love the the quote from Thomas Akempis, who wrote in a great little book called The Imitation of Christ. He wrote this, Jesus today has many who love his heavenly kingdom, but few who carry his cross. Many who yearn for comfort, few who long for distress. Plenty of people he finds to share his banquet, few to share his fast. Everyone desires to take part in his rejoicing, but few are willing to suffer anything for his sake. There are many that follow Jesus as far as the breaking of bread, few as far as drinking of the cup of suffering. Many that revere his morality, few that follow him in the dignity of the cross. Many that love Jesus as long as nothing runs counter to them. Many that praise and bless him as long as they receive comfort from him. He sh- but should Jesus hide from them and leave them for a while, they fall to complaining or become deeply depressed. Those who love Jesus for his own sake, not for the sake of their own comfort, bless him in time of trouble and heartache as much as when they are full of consolation. So what about you? Now I'm going to preach. Now I'm going to get personal. You see, denying yourself and taking up your cross is an every minute of every day event. But too often we only want Jesus to be in charge of our church life. You know what our church life is, right? It's, it's this hour on Sunday morning. Jesus can be in charge of this hour, but not the rest of it. I'm in charge of that part. I'll take over that part. Thank you very much. But we must open our lives to God's control every day. And here's the thing. Each of our self-denials, each of those crosses that we bear, they they look different. Each of us has different things that, that we like to wear the crown with. So for some of you, you might need to leave a job or even family just as the disciples did. For others, it might remain renouncing status and honor. For those of you with an appetite for luxury and wealth, it might mean giving it away. For some who give lip service to God, it might actually mean reading his word and doing what it says. For those of you who are lazy, it might mean you have to get up and get working. You're not in control of your life. Jesus is. 
For those of us who like to be in charge, it might mean giving Jesus first place in our lives, starting with our money, our gifts, our tithes, our time. It's different for all of us. What might it mean for us as a church, as a body of Christ? Maybe it means sacrificing our comfort to reach those who don't know Jesus. Maybe it means giving up our seats for a guest. Who is going to be the king of your life? Are we going to actually allow Jesus to be king? Whose head is going to wear the crown? That's really the question. Whose head is going to wear the crown? You or Jesus? I want you to think about the areas of your life where you wear the crown. The areas that you are ultimately in charge of. I'd invite you to get out your connect card on the back. There's the next step. You mean I have to do something? Yeah, you actually have to do something. Following Christ means you have to not just pay lip service, but actually do something. So here's the question. How do you need to die to yourself? I want you to think about that a moment. And what area do you need to give to God? Maybe in this moment something is glaringly obvious to you, I would encourage you to write it down. Maybe for some of you, you need to reflect on it, and that's okay as well. But I ask you the question, who is going to wear the crown? Let us pray.